This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. We unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits, hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And as always, we love to have a good time along the way, especially in this episode. As always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited for this. As always, excited, people yes. Have, uh, people have been requesting uh, this guest for a while. He's yes. been requesting this for even yeah. longer. Back by popular demand, <laughs> it is not Warren Buffett. He's, he started a bit of a whisper campaign amongst the Equity Mates community, I think. I heard, unconfirmed, but I heard he was sliding into people's DMs no. saying, comment on Equity Mates posts asking for me to come back. <laughs> Without further ado, we are excited to welcome back our good friend and uh, get started investing extraordinaire, Rohan. <laughs> Rohi, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. So, if you have just joined uh, Equity Mates and uh, the Get Started podcast uh, specifically, uh, and you haven't heard the three-part series that we did with Rohi, then we suggest you go back and uh, have a listen to that as we uh, went from zero to hero with Rohi and uh, essentially took uh, him from not being in the markets to in the markets. And this episode is going to be an update on where you're at, Rowie. And I think, quote, uh, you want to make dollar bills. No, you're changing it every time. No. Rowie's been uh, pointing out cars that he's like, when, I, when I'm a big investor, that's what I want. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to the series, go back and do so because uh, Rowie started investing uh, in the markets with Comsec Pocket from memory. Yes. Um, and yeah, as I said, this is going to be an update on where you're at. And to be honest, it has been uh, one of the uh, the best series I think that we've done in terms of reception from the audience. So a bit of a minor celebrity over here, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. have to butter me up anymore. You've got me here. So. Yeah, call him hero. Call him a minor celebrity. <laughs> and now the hard question. Still are. 29 and single though. So if you do want, <laughs> if you do want to slide into and his DMs, go for it. Investor. And so a budding like, really investor. And a budding investor. But um, look, enough of us uh, vaguely introducing you. Maybe for people who haven't heard the third part series, um, tell us about yourself. Okay. Uh, as you guys said, my name is Rohan. Um, Rohi to some. I have a job. And Lova. And I, uh, about, what, six months ago was it? 
you guys uh, finally wore me down and got me on the show and, uh, you know, convinced me to start investing. I think where we pretty much summed up last time for the reasons for not investing were uh, laziness. Um, so without giving anything away, uh, there are still elements of that that hold true, you know. You're still lazy. <laughs> <laughs> still elements of that that hold true. Um, but uh, you guys have really prompted me to um, invest. Nice. So... A quick discussion, I guess, on what we covered in the last three episodes because uh, it was six months ago and as we said, we went from zero to sort of hero. So um, I think what we we really ended up on you investing in a couple of ETFs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what were they? Because I can't remember. Uh, look, I think... Jeez, no one's done their homework. <laughs> I reckon it was a sustainability one and then a tech one from memory. Yeah, yeah. because I remember, and this is what I found um, going through many of them, is um, the... Overlap. The overlap is pretty strong. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember, but I do know what I'm invested in now. Um, so, I've got sustainability leaders, Global 100, and Tech Savvy. Jeez, two out of three. Nice. Um, Were those the three that we landed on? Have you added more? Uh, Well, we only did two last time from memory, um, and we've ended up with three now. Well, no, I can't remember which two that I initially picked, should I say, but um, I have been chopping and changing, and uh, you you guys have... Yeah, Redders is not liking this. (laughs) So you guys uh, did, you know, say... um, you guys did try to get out of me what I had been doing and I was kind of playing cards close to my chest because I thought, you know, let's uh, wait until we get on the episode to talk about it. Sure. Um, so the on the one side, uh, I haven't made that leap into um, individual stocks yet. Fine. Um, and I feel like perhaps by the end of this, uh, we can look a little bit more into that, even though I think that's also what we said last time. Uh, but on the other hand, I have been kind of tinkering with the different Comsec Pocket apps. Perhaps uh, not the best idea, judging yeah. by Renner's well, expression. I, I think we're jumping ahead here because I think for people who haven't heard the three-part series, let's just start by covering what we covered and then let's get into the discussion of your terrible decisions since then. Okay, okay. So you you came on uh, having never invested before, as you said, laziness mm-hmm. being a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the other barriers that you were facing? Um, not knowing where to start. Uh, before you know, we got onto the whole Comsec Pocket thing, I had a general idea of what ETFs were and um, obviously you know what stocks are and stuff, but as to where to actually go to put my money in, um, didn't didn't know where to go initially. So that was a barrier, I guess. Well, that was one of the main ones and not uh, couldn't really be bothered to find out more on how yeah. to do it. Um, I also thought it would be more difficult than what it was. Uh, I've since found that it is super easy, <laughs> super easy to the point, <laughs> <laughs> alarmingly easy to the point where um, I've, to a degree, until probably a few weeks ago or a few months ago, actually, um, which is when I started the tinkering, um, I had applied a set and forget model because there's a feature in Comsec Pocket um, where it says, do you want to make this a recurring mm. sort of deposit situation? Yeah, so nice. There were a few barriers. You realized it was easy. Uh, We did the uh, do your own research, but we will claim the very first live investment on air. Never been done before, never been done since. (laughs) Big caveat, so you're not even sure of your (laughs) own own claim. (laughs) But uh, what I hear is that we broke new ground with that. Um, And then before we get into what you've done since, uh, how was it received? How was what received? Your three-part series. 
Uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you, really it's, well. it's, it's your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think some feedback was that it was, uh, yeah, received really well. And a lot of the questions that you were asking were questions that a lot of our audience had. So I think, um, you know, by the end of this episode, we could unpack more questions that hopefully resonate with our audience as well. Mm-hmm. So let's move to uh, where your journey is at now um, because I personally, and no offense, left the three-part series thinking that you'd put the whatever it was in, 25 grand or whatever. No. But I- <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't. That's a stitch up. Um, whatever amount you'd put in and you'd kind of just leave it there. Yeah. Um, so has that been the case? Uh, no. So you're not wrong for thinking that, having known me for a very long time. Um, the follow through sometimes has been known <laughs> to be lacking sometimes. Um, but uh, no. So I, after the three-part series, kind of, it wasn't really on my radar. Um, in the near aftermath, it wasn't. But uh, as, you know, there was some feedback being provided, I thought, oh, yeah, I should probably go look at the thing that all that was about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you did keep you did keep it in there. You just turned a blind eye to it. Oh, I didn't. Oh, wait, did you think I just withdrew all of my money back? Maybe. Out? No. Uh, no, 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 it was no, look. No. It wasn't out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. no. Uh, I didn't do that. I just didn't. Um. You know, look at it again and do anything for probably like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. And then I started looking at it, and I think at there was a point where I um. I saw a little bit of uh, positive performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, I love a bit of performance. <laughs> but um, and that kind of spurred me to, uh, uh, in a sort of degenerate gambler sort of way, uh, like, yeah, let's chuck more in there to be great. Um, and that cooled. What cooled? Uh, the the positive performance that I saw in the in the short term, um, but that didn't really hinder it because you know the immortal words of uh, Bryce of leave it in there. It's the long run, you know, Mister Buffett over here. Maybe you say the same thing too, Ren. <laughs> no, but, uh, I'm, I'm much more creative and uh, original than Bryce. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so that kind of resonated with me, and I um I then thought about what was the whole point of um you know doing it, and it was you're better off doing this than just uh leaving it in the bank. Yeah. Um, and so I thought I've got, I mean, you've got something to lose, mm-hmm. but um, I don't have really much to lose by following through with this. So then I- um, Well, let's just unpack that for a second. So uh, saw the, saw it going well, thought opportunity to put some more in because it's looking great, put some more in. And by obviously the nature of the stock market, it doesn't always go up, fell a bit. And then you somewhat second guessed yourself, but thought about the bigger picture. Yep. How, uh, one of the barriers you were facing the first time we spoke was knowing how much to put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you kind of think through that? Um, as in how much to keep consistently putting in? Yeah. Well, I, kn- I know what I put aside from my salary um, in terms of like budgeting what to spend and all of that. And I thought, well, if I'm putting this aside, I made a, um, a, a probably an internal risk assessment as to if this all goes seriously pear shaped, which yeah, yeah. it's pretty unlikely to do. Yes. But you know, if it does, then how much would I be like? That kind of sucks, but whatever. And so I accordingly um, attuned a percentage of my uh, normal savings quota of my budget to go into this, and then did the set model. But 
I think that's good because at the end of the day, we always say put in what you're prepared yeah, to lose. You, yeah, yeah. And if you did an internal risk assessment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's why that's you the- had that whiteboard in your room. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't by uh, PwC standards or anything. You know, it was more of just to have a quick think about it. But, uh, yeah. So in percentages, what do you think you're investing of that savings chunk that would be going otherwise into the bank roughly? Um, off the savings chunk that would be going into the bank, uh, I would say probably a third. Mm-hmm. Wow, hundred grand. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, that's good. Not hundred grand to clarify, but you've you've teased us with your bloody uh, day trading strategy that you mentioned before, selling what? in and out of positions. Uh, okay, I can't wait any longer. I need to. I need to ask. Yep. What? So what did you do? You you were putting this more money in. You were being sensible. You were like, how much can I afford to lose? Let's put in that that in the market. And then uh, you tell us that you've been uh, trading. Okay, so I am only on Comsec Pocket for a start. um, And I I mean, it's a liberal interpretation of trading, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... So I the the mistake I made I think would be when I saw things going well um, I got a little bit keener um, and then put more. That's why I'd say you know thirty percent roughly. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw things going um, less shape. less well, uh, I scaled back to the point where I actually cancelled um, my uh, recurring. Sort of. Oh, okay, but de- you, didn't, you didn't sell. You just cancelled your recurring deposit. Cancelled and put in less. But then what I did was, when I saw it going a little bit further south, I was like, you know what? I think I can beat this. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and then, then I did things like um, I didn't pull out of anything. I don't think. I don't think I sold anything. But I put more into. No, that's that's a lot. I did actually, um, because I saw uh, one particular one, which I can't remember at the moment, um, losing consistently more than the other two um and so because i don't think i held more than three etfs yeah or four maybe at I any bet it was the tech exposed one any given time weeks ago. um and i saw that going south and i was like nah took it out and then i was like oh well you know um health has got to go up uh with the coronavirus vaccine like we've beaten this fellas it's done <laughs> we're, we're good we're good um and so i i put more into that and that didn't really preform um <laughs> as as well as i thought it would so there was a little bit of gaming going on, uh, gamifying going on in that sense. Um, what was the result? Of yeah, the I was going to say, okay. did, did you win? The the <laughs> net result, uh, no. Okay, good. No. Good lesson. Um, Devo if you said yes, because it goes against everything we yeah, talk about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, no. So, um, what, do you want to know how much I'm down in terms of percentages? Well, I mean, or? you don't have to give us that, but I think the main message is that by trying to play the market, you inevitably came out worse off yeah i think i think not only did you come out worse off but you when they go down like that's the opportunity to buy because things are cheap and that's when you sold yeah so you really played yourself yeah i did i played myself (laughs) have you did you take any kind of a lesson from that uh yeah so i think that well one of the lessons um aside from what ren has just said of buy when it's down buy the dip all those ones (laughs) (laughs) um is just uh, i should have stuck more to the set it and forget it model um and i could be wrong but maybe this is a particularly true of investing in etfs as a long-term play Uh, i mean if you're some genius day day trader maybe you can play that game um with individual stocks Mm. but with etfs the impression I'm getting is put it in there and kind of just leave it for the long run. Yeah, let it t- yeah. tick away, yeah. yeah. So we we touched on the concept of dollar cost averaging in the three-part series, did mm-hmm. we? Back, 
it's a long time ago. Yeah, remember. it was a long time ago. No, you did, you did. Yeah. Um, and you just uh, didn't obviously didn't sink. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, I, I, I can't remember the intricacies of the theory, but I get the general gist. Yeah. So, like, if uh, ETF is trading at twenty bucks and you're putting thirty dollars in that week, mm-hmm. you can buy one and a half units of the ETF because. Yep. 20 and then you get a half a ten. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, thanks. But then if it falls, <laughs> if it falls to 15, then you can get two. And so like if your dollar cost averaging consistent dollar amounts, you can uh, you can buy more when the price is low. So like that's that's the beauty of dollar cost averaging that um, you it automatically buys the dip. Okay. And so have you uh, consciously adjusted your strategy since that time? Uh, so that was probably I stopped uh, fiddling around with it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, where you know, initially I didn't look at it at all, and then I kind of went the other way and started Got looking deeply. a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we've reverted back to uh, let's just leave the auto deposit situation. And and so you're auto depositing the same amount into all three ETFs. Ah, uh, yep. Nice. Yep. That's perfect. Every paycheck. Yep. Great. So. Um, I mean, we could touch on resources, but it feels like you haven't really gone deep on trying to understand about more ETFs or individual stocks or have well, you or like... Yeah, like in your in your more active phase where you were checking at heaps, were there any other resources you were checking a lot? No, not in terms of specifically... Um, well... Other than internal uh, audit reviews. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was no insider trading going on. Uh, I wasn't looking at other ways to invest, um, other like... Um, platforms, so to speak. But what I was doing is taking more of an interest in the things that uh, the uh, the companies um, and industries that I was invested in. So, and so when, this, when the ETF, for example, I'm assuming the one that was falling more than the others would have been the one that had more exposure to the tech companies, because if this was within the last month or so that you're talking about, the yep. tech did have a bit of a sell-off. Mm-hmm. Did you try and figure out why that was performing worse than healthcare or did you just make some sort of assumption? Yeah, look, I tried, but I didn't do a very good job, like, um, you know, because you can, if you already know the conclusion, then you can try... Um, sort of lead yourself down to a justification of yeah, yeah. Uh, why that is. Um, but in reality, I don't think I was able to identify the specifics of mm. of why it was happening. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair. Unless, unless you were getting into uh, in inflation and yields scares and, yeah, and rising yeah. bond yields. Haven't had the time yeah. yet <laughs> to look into that. So then uh, I, think it's, um, I think it's great that you have continued because i honestly as i said thought that this would just be like a three-parter and um, yeah and i'm ha- i'm really it's good because honestly, i think i credit ha- the equity mates community with at least 50 percent of the money oh, oh, sure. start getting some good feedback yeah. and you're like yeah okay okay <laughs> if that's all it takes yeah, that's, yeah. if that's what it takes that's well, what it takes look, i was actually surprised because i thought i was going to get in here and you guys were going to be a little bit disappointed, and maybe you are, that I haven't branched out. Um, I don't th- no, 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 no. But See, I this feel is... like the bar was so low. Well, right? no, I think, I think the message here is that you don't need to branch out. Like, so many people do what you do, and I'm, I fall in that trap of, well, of, of trying to play the market within f- the first six months of your investing journey, and you think you can beat it, and you inevitably lose money. And I think the, the message really is there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing exactly what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, there is like, nothing wrong with choosing a few ETS and just letting it run. The, like The idea of branching out in itself is wrong. Like 
it's not like you're a better investor because you move to a full service broker where you can buy individual stocks. Like you're getting exposure to the same companies buying through Comsec Pocket. Like you just need exposure to the market. Yeah. There's no there's no bloody like rankings where it's like <laughs> I've got a full service broker so I'm a better investor than you. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's what you say all the time. <laughs> I, I hear you uh, walk around the house calling people. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the next stage is really thinking about can you increase the amount that you're putting in or you know those sorts of things around how can you amplify what you're doing at the moment because I don't think there's anything wrong with at all with what your with your current setup I mean by all means if you're feeling confident or feeling like you want to explore investing in single stocks then absolutely nothing wrong with that as well but the way we talk about it is you know maintain what you're doing and have that as 90% of your core investing strategy and then take 10% of what's going in and have a play in Apple or yeah, if whatever, the, if you think that... The big caveat being like, if you have the time and the inclination to do that, and you've already told us you're lazy and you tell me I every... I haven't said I'm lazy, <laughs> come on. You, you tell me sometimes. every day how busy you are at work. So, yeah, I'm always getting church. So like, if... <laughs> I am busy. <laughs> if you don't have the time or the inclination, you don't have to do that, but like that's... You know, if you do, that's yeah. No, look, Krenners. One day when you're successful, you'll realize <laughs> you'll realize that uh, you True. make times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, no. To Bryce's point, I was um, that's basically what my plan is now. So I was giving you that uh, percentage of twenty five to thirty percent scaled back on um, slightly on what goes into the ETF, um, and then leave uh leave the the difference to start tinkering. Um, before we uh, comment on that and move forward, I uh, will just take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I just want to pick up on something you spoke about there, which was uh, scaling back on what you're putting into ETFs to then redivert some to other stocks. Personally, my approach would be to continue with the amount you have going into ETFs and Add a little more if you wanted to start playing around in stocks. Yeah, look, I'm open to it. Um, I mean, I didn't know where the because uh, we haven't talked about it. Um, whether 25 to 30 percent. Well, sort of. Let, let's take a step back. Sat. Let's take a step back and talk about money habits. And I guess the first thing is, so you're saving 70 percent of that money that you were saving before. Still, uh, do you have a particular savings? goal that you're saving towards or is it just like saving for saving sake? Yeah, BMW M3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we touched on this in the past. Uh, it just, you know, I don't spend it. Um, it's pretty much as simple as very, that. Uh, very low effort lifestyle. Yeah, you know, in the long term, of course, to buy a house and um, all of yeah, that. But yeah. uh, I don't have a particular figure that I'm going for as a, I need a 20% deposit for this value, mm-hmm. so yeah. on and so forth. And so what we talk about and like what a lot of the personal finance gurus, I guess one of a better term, talk about is having three months of expenses set aside as an emergency fund and having that in cash. And then if you're saving for a particular thing, house deposit, 
uh, new BMW, you know, whatever it is, then uh, it's BMW <laughs> chat coming. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, new Mercedes. <laughs> um, then, like, you save towards that, but you know, just having more cash in the bank for no particular reason, it's sort of like, well, you're playing yourself on the low interest rate. Mm, no interest. So. Um, Interested to know if uh, there were any sort of preconceived notions that you had about investing that have somewhat changed since uh, since starting and to where you are now. Um, well, for a start, as I already touched on, I thought it'd be more difficult to get into the market. Uh, I think at least for ETFs, Comsec Pocket, probably the easiest way to do it, perhaps in the next step, uh, could be a little bit more challenging. But th- that was one. Um, the difficulty is not as... Uh, uh, as high as I'd expected. Um, another one would be with my very uh, rudimentary day trading, as uh, Ren has called it. I wouldn't call it that. I thought that it wouldn't be as difficult as it was to, and this is going to sound so dumb, to um, time your uh, purchases yeah. and your sales. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can completely understand that. And I think, as we've touched on, a lot of people feel like that. But um, And there's no point sort of re recover recovering the ground but you don't have to do that just as you've already pointed out let it kind of tick away and inevitably you've probably seen that what you saw when your stocks went down it's probably subsequently recovered and you might be back in the green yeah well beginner investor you know yeah exactly don't get me wrong you can definitely try and beat the market but you're gonna need to spend a lot more time let's see (laughs) (laughs) So of course you are somewhat what six months into your journey, mm-hmm. not 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 a huge amount of time. But we always like to get uh, a, a piece of advice from anyone who has well Bryce not, has a, called, not advice. Bryce but, has uh, called you a hero twice in this interview. So <laughs> uh, do you want to uh, give uh, some advice for anyone who hasn't got started from a Bryce Lesky described hero? <laughs> okay, I would say um, I guess the number one thing is just to have a go. Uh, because I uh, I wouldn't say lazy again. It's important <laughs> to say I'm hearing lazy. But, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, look, if um if it if it's not something I'm interested in, uh, I don't really have much time for it. Um, and this wasn't really something that, as we discussed, I had been interested in. Mm. But since uh, you know taking more of an interest, um, I have now become a lot more interested in it. Mm. And I guess if I can do it, uh, anyone can. <laughs> so, Quote, <laughs> title of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dive, dive into the market <laughs> head first. So, so it's interesting you say, not, not the last thing you said, but how you got more interested when you started. And that's something that we try and talk about on the podcast. Definitely true for my investing journey that once you got skin in the game, once you got money in the market, it, you, you, you're a lot more willing to learn, I think is... and. I am a lot more willing to yeah, learn, yeah. yeah. And uh, interestingly, not just trying to, you know, plug you guys, but uh, your um, Equity Mates discussion page on Facebook. Yeah. The more I visited it, obviously, uh, Zuckerberg knows his algorithms in and out. <laughs> he <laughs> pumps my newsfeed with them now. Probably too much, uh, but that has kind of kept me in the loop and kept it um, at the forefront of my mind as yeah. well. Yeah. So I read people talk about stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, zip, afterpay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I start having a think in my head about how um, how the market is going and then uh, how maybe, and I haven't made this leap yet, how maybe I could jump in on that action. Yeah. Um, as well as knowing that there are other people out there who are my age who also, you know, invest and stuff because mm. the what the... 
non-investors perception of an investor is some Scrooge McDuck yeah. old guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm fit and young. And Penny pinching, Excel spreadsheet wielding. <laughs> so- Caged egg bar. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's changed. That's changed. That has changed. Uh, after a Jeez, we're about to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not cancel equity rates. <laughs> um, shout out to the equity mates discussion group, though. Keeping Rowie engaged. Keeping Rowie engaged. Tough task yeah, and they've yeah, done yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe this is too much to ask, but maybe we should get a Rowie appreciation post going. <laughs> no, no, well, actually, I've been a long-time lurker, first-time poster. <laughs> Won't say what I posted, but it was well-received. Oh, oh, you yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Well, I, I mean, but you posted it under your name. People can just find oh, true, it. True, true, true. <laughs> all right. So to kind of just close it, it, it all out, um, you know, we've spoken about the fact that you're obviously going to continue ticking away with the ETFs. Um <laughs> How do you kind of see the next stage from here? Is it just to continue doing that? You did mention at the start of the show you'd kind of like to discuss the individual stock stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've convinced you out of that or not, and we're not here to try and do that. But um, where, where are you kind of seeing the next stage? Okay, and I guess that's where um, I need your help with this. Is I want to invest in individual stocks. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Because when I well, said let's... I want to invest. You pointed me in this direction. Actually, I didn't say I want to invest. You guys just hounded me and said <laughs> this would be the easiest way for you to invest. But yeah. now yeah. I'm saying I do want to invest in individual stocks. Um, well, let's let's start with a few questions. Um, do you want to invest in Australian stocks or overseas stocks? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Interestingly, um, on that note... Uh, it, I wasn't interested in it then, and I'm still not that interested in the ASX Top 200. Fair call. Um, yeah. In the well, you hate Commonwealth Bank and Afterpay? Uh, no, it's not that. Um, obviously, don't hate Commonwealth because I'm using Commonwealth Pocket. Pocket. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> you just played yourself. Yeah, you've got me there. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I uh, probably have... So, my media exposure uh, is more towards uh, international markets in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that I think would be uh, where more where I'm leaning to. I'm The media that I consume is probably more US-centric rather than reading the AFR. Mm. Well, nothing wrong against the AFR. You know, mm. great publication. Open to sponsorship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We should get Rowie a personal sponsor. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and take a commission, of course. <laughs> Um, good, good to know because obviously what broker you choose will obviously be important when it comes to investing in internationally or domestically. There aren't a whole heap of brokers that offer both, but uh, some that do, and this is obviously not sponsored and you need to go away and figure it out, but there is Self Wealth. They now offer US and Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, IG offer US and Australian. And uh, there are a couple of others, interactive brokers. I wouldn't kind of nah, suggest don't do them, but the um, are high. yeah. So, uh, but like, stake is just US. So if you yep. want only US but not Australia, mm-hmm. CMC are both, aren't they? CMC are both as well. Then, like, the big four banks offer international markets, but they're more expensive. Much more expensive. No yeah. hate on Comsec, as we said. You are no, I knew the they would be more expensive. You <laughs> yeah. know, you yeah. just have a vibe. Yeah. The other thing to I think think about is that um, it's an incredibly dynamic market at the moment when it comes to brokers and they are all kind of competing for the same people which is you and I and Ren who want to be 
obviously in- investing both here and overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so signing up to one now that is just US, uh, if that's the route you wanted to go down, doesn't mean you're locked into that broker at all. Um, and if something else comes out in the next 12 months or whatever it may be, changing brokers Always is- Switch the styles up. Yeah, super yeah, easy, yeah. yeah. No, no locking contracts, no switching fees. And you play, can- Play the field. You can transfer your stocks just across like, to the other just broker. Just like Bryce on Tinder, play the field. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. I've got a long-term girlfriend. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> A reminder, bro, you're single. <laughs> <laughs> so that that would be the first, yeah. So those those that we threw out there, um, go and check out. I think for us, it's all about fees. Yep. Um, you want to be paying the lowest fee possible. You said self wealth, Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> IG, yes. IG, yeah. No. Um, and what was the other one? Steak. So Steak. well, no steak. I remember the, the for the US markets. Yeah. So actually, this brings me then to another question. There's plenty of routes I want to go down, um, but you know, um, trying to draw from your own experiences as a beginner investor, would you suggest I start Australian or start US or it doesn't really matter? It doesn't Doesn't matter. matter. Like back in the day, you would say we have so much more information about Australian companies. We live and breathe them every day. Um, And so it's just a safer bet in terms of knowing what you're investing in to invest in Australia. But that just isn't true anymore. Like our... Media consumption is international. Like we know as much about what's going on in international companies as we do about Australian companies. And you've made that clear. We we, cons- we use foreign companies more than we do Australian companies. Like Apple laptop in front of us, Rode microphones. Shout out to a very good Australian company, but um, not publicly listed. But like you know, all around us, international stuff. Um, so it's like there's really no difference. Um, and in some ways, we actually know more about US companies because they're, well, they're the ones we use the most. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, you've uh, indicated that you're more likely to be engaged with companies overseas than here in Australia anyway. So you've probably answered your own question around where would be the best place to start. Um, you work for if, a European listed company, so maybe you're not. Let's not get Europe. into the specifics. Because <laughs> you're unlikely Mate, to follow. Europe's a big place. No one's going to figure that out. <laughs> you're unlikely to follow. I Latvia, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> You're unlikely to follow news updates on Rio Tinto and Fortescue compared to, you know, uh, Apple and Facebook, for example, you know. Um, So in that sense, it's probably a better opportunity to look overseas. Okay. Yeah. So then the once you've decided where you want to invest and, um, you know, who you're going to sign up with, then the question is really, what do you do next, I guess? And, And really, there's a number of different ways you can start looking for the right investments. You can... Um, you can do like a screen and you can look for like strong financials, strong balance sheet, stuff like that. That's, I'm just assuming, maybe I'm wrong, but that probably doesn't float your boat. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly doesn't. We'll take the silence as an answer. So there's probably two ways that that I would suggest going about then finding a stock. The the second would be think about what you use, what you know, um, the companies you interact with at work and your personal life, stuff like that. Obviously, at work, no insider trading. 
important rule. Um, but I mean, how tight are they on that principle? <laughs> Very tight. Let's make nah, that clear. Nah, run the gauntlet. Run the gauntlet. No. <laughs> Let's make that clear. <laughs> no one will know, mate. It's the old Australian. She'll be right. Throw yeah. it in there. Sorry, I thought you. Let's make it very clear. Yeah, very clear. No insider trading. No insider yeah. trading. Not that I'd ever even no, consider no, it no. or be susceptible to it if anyone from work is listening. <laughs> very important to stress that. So, um, the second option is. Think about what you know. It's like Peter Lynch, who was this famous US investor, really talked about this style of investing. There's so much information around you and that can be a really good starting point to think about You know what companies you are engaging with or like when you're talking to your mates, what are things that they want to buy, what are things that they're really excited about and what companies make them or provide those services. Um, and then that can be a starting point. So that's the second one. Third one is um, follow the experts. There's so much free information from the best investors in the world sharing what they're investing in, why they're investing it in it. And so if you just start consuming that information, you get a really exciting watch list very quickly. Okay. This next question may well be cut, but um, I'd asked this last <laughs> time and I didn't get an answer and I'm going to ask it again. On that follow the experts, eToro has a feature of follow the top traders. Mm. What's the deal with that? Not saying I'm going to do it, but just what's the deal? The deal is that they incentivize their most successful traders within the community to uh, allow people to follow their portfolios. And then you can also turn on a function where uh, you can mirror their portfolio. That's and what if I'm they, referring to, yeah. If they make <laughs> trades subsequently... And I don't know the mechanics of it. I don't know if it automatically makes trades for you or it alerts you that these guys are making trades, but you can essentially mirror the moves that they're making. My sort of caveat to that is that it is set up and sort of plugged as a as a trader mentality. So they're going more often than not in and out of positions a lot quicker than if you were to say, I'm buying uh, Apple for the long term and I'm, I'm here to stay. Yep. So, uh, no, yeah. But, but even beyond that, like, it's your money. Yeah. It, you have to be ultimately responsible for it. This idea of just like outsourcing it to some person who's doing well on an app that you share. Like, I hate that. I hate the whole social features on some of the other brokers as well. It's like, it, if it's for ideas, great. But like, don't just blindly follow someone else. But like, isn't that dumb. in a way sort of, and I could be completely like wrong here, but isn't that in a, in a sense sort of what you're doing with ETFs is you're outsourcing the investing to someone else? But you're not, you're but not actively making decisions about what, what to buy, to invest in. when to sell, stuff like that. You're, what you're doing with ETFs, I mean, the traditional ETF... It's was more in- of a basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're not yeah. trading in and out and you have to make the decision, do I trade in and out as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, like... The best analogy would be, you know, if you give your money to a professional funds manager and you buy into their managed fund, yeah, sure, you're outsourcing the responsibility. But, like, they're a professional. They've got teams of analysts. Like, you can check on their performance. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And, like, it's a bit bit of a different situation to finding a pseudonym on eToro that you like the vibe of and you want to follow them. So, yeah, you're right. There are ways you can outsource it. um, But it's just about... Managing your risk because, like, this eToro trader isn't going to be responsible if you lose money. And, and is that yeah. really even doing what you wanted to do, which was explore investing in individual yeah, stocks? No, 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 no. That's skills, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to do this at all. Uh, I've just been curious because you know, Alec Baldwin makes a very compelling case. <laughs> 
for each horror in those Instagram ads. Yeah, like, yeah. He's doing the laundry. Yeah. He's doing yeah. the stuff. Don't get me What's wrong. It's a, it's a good, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good sort of business model from them, I guess, to attract people in and, mm, it and just, make it, it just feel seemed easy. seemed oversimplistic, yeah. which is, I was like, there's got to be yeah. a catch here. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's, there's a couple of schools of thought in like investing in general. And Bryce and I very strongly come down on the idea that anyone can understand it. It, it is accessible and people should take control of their own investing outcomes. There are businesses like eToro and, a, I mean, not all eToro, but this particular feature in eToro and a bunch of other businesses out there, you know, all those like spam bot trading systems you get on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, who are very much playing to the other end of what we try and talk about, which is we'll just take it off your hands, don't think about it, we'll make you money. And like, I hate that so much. You may as well just stick to your ETFs. Yeah, like it... Yeah. It's your money. Like you got to be responsible for it. Like, I guess yeah. they're trying to capture the um the social media market with the I wouldn't say lazy, but the less active yeah. uh, investor and trying to sort of you know leverage that into getting people's money and then yeah. investing. Yeah. It yeah. Well, it's like it's a byproduct of the fact that investing mar- like markets are incredibly confusing and like where there's something that's so confusing like people who prey on that will prosper and people who will say we'll demiss we. Not that we'll we'll demystify, but we'll just take control of it. Yeah, you're not going to learn anything doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But like the at the end of the day, like what you found when you invested in ETFs, that it was a lot easier to do and a lot easier to understand than you first thought. Mm-hmm. It's the same when you start talking about individual companies as well. But it's just you have to break through that. Yeah. Um, that so first step. I guess going back to um, where we sort of started this discussion of what's the next step, and I said, um, you know, individual stocks, and you said, okay, find brokerages um, that would be conducive to what you're trying to do. Um, so I would find a, uh, a brokerage, but back to uh, the kind of dumb questions that I had or the beginner's questions that I had with Commonwealth Pocket, Comsec Pocket, when you go in, I'm presuming that you don't it's not like a sports bet account where you just put in a bunch of cash no, and then it is, decide. Honestly, it's exactly, it is exactly the same. like a sports bet but, account. But what I mean is, do you put in a deposit and then choose from that deposit, yes. from that holding into where you want it yeah, to yes. go? Or like do you, you just... Put it in, you put no. it in, it, it's cash, like in your holding account, exactly mm-hmm. like a sports bet account. Bryce can tell you all about his sports bet account. <laughs> not true. Um, <laughs> and then you, it's in cash and like, let's say you, for argument's sake, you have two grand in cash mm-hmm. and then you want to put, fi- you decide you want $500 into Apple it's literally like online shopping. You search Apple, you say buy five hundred, um, say what so, price you want it at, or you just say you'll take whatever the pro- market price. So is. let's assume you do stake. Um, you'll transfer it in. They'll convert it to USD. Mm-hmm. They'll take a clip on that, obviously. Um, Fair enough. Nothing's for free. Yes. Uh, once it's in, converted in. Except for Equity Mates Investing Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> once, for now. <laughs> once it's once it's in, it'll sit in there. Um, and you can sit it in there for as long as you like until you feel comfortable to make a, a purchase. Mm-hmm. Good thing about stake as well is that you can buy fractional shares. So, for example, Berkshire Hathaway at the moment is trading at $312,000. US. US. But you can um, probably buy two of them. I'm not going to buy two shares at $312,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're talking about. No, kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what it means is you could say that you want to still get exposure and they allow fractional investing so you could buy... $50 worth of Berkshire. Yeah, you could okay. buy $100 worth of Apple, $100 worth of Amazon. Mm. Still get the same percentage returns or declines that the stock will, but it'll just be applicable to your um, your amount that you put in. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is what I would encourage. And we sort of say it on the show as well. Dip the toe in the water and start small. Um, don't go large five grand or 10 grand or whatever on one stock and then just 
close your eyes because yep. yeah, you want to understand how the stock moves and what what moves it, what what's going on. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I've got a few key takeaways from what we've discussed so far, Brenners. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one is uh, know what you're investing in and follow it. Um, number two is after I've. Uh, Selected a brokerage, um, make a choice between, well, select a brokerage that uh, facilitates investment in either the US or the Australian or any other um, markets. I'm consider fees. Consider fees, of course. And also know that you're not locked in. Sure, sure. This really could have been a second sponsored segment, you know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but uh, I am thinking, you know, uh, like, why not both? Uh, so I might do a little bit in Australian and a little bit in the US sure. um, yeah. and go down that route. So that being said, what are your, what, do you have any advice for me, anything I should be wary of, um, any mistakes that common uh, investors make, um, anything I should look out for to ensure to do? One, obviously, I think you've already said is watch what you're doing because I think the set and forget model for some stocks uh, isn't really applicable. Yeah, when you're talking about individual stocks, the set and forget model always needs some nuances because mm. the set and forget model really came about because the market over the long term just continued grinding upwards. But in that time, individual stocks... Company might forward. not necessarily yeah. do that. Yep. And then like at every generation through history, there's a basket of stocks that kill it for a while and everyone's like, we can hold these forever. We don't need to think about it. Mm. But inevitably, they fall off. So like... There was a nifty 50 back in the days. It was like 50 stocks that wouldn't fail. Eventually, a lot of them failed. Mm -hmm. These days, like big tech is just killing it. Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, all of that. But inevitably, you know, at some point their growth will slow or yep. they'll be overvalued and they'll have a period of underperformance. So, performance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like when you're talking about individual stocks, you can't just buy and close your eyes. You can buy and hold for a very long time, but mm. you just got to make sure that they're still good. Yeah, the caveat to that is to not play the game in the short term with what you buy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. don't... There's a it's big the, middle ground. Yeah, between, huge yeah. middle ground. Well, I guess if it's buy, that whole learning experience of where is that middle ground. Exactly. And you and it, you are inevitably going to make mistakes and lose money. I, It's happened to me. It's happened to Ren. And, and I think the main thing is to recognize that you will, but as you pointed out, figure out what you're prepared to lose and make calls on that. But individual stocks brings a whole new world of feeling emotionally connected and it's going to go up 10% and then it might drop 6% and then another 6% the next day. And you just need to figure out what type of investor you are when it comes to doing this sort of stuff. You might invest in individual stocks and just try and play the game too often and think, honestly, that is just not for me. I'm just going to put my money in ETFs. Yep. Perfect. You might be a savant day trader by the end of the year and figure out that you should never know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. You never know. So I think until you're, as you pointed out, until you're in it, you don't really know. And same applies for individual stocks. So, yep. so okay. two things that we haven't touched on when you're thinking about uh, investing in individual stocks, but I think they're important. Uh, so we spoke about where do you want to invest and we spoke about how do you start finding uh, stocks. Mm -hmm. Two other important things are, first of all, what's your goal in terms of investing? You know, like when we were talking about investing in ETFs, it was, you know, long-term, like I guess getting money for retirement, maybe trying to retire a little bit earlier than you would if you were just taking your salary. Um, 
and if that if that's still your goal, great. But if you have different goals, it'll change the way you invest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing to think about because that'll change, um, and that leads onto the at least that'll change how you invest, and that leads onto the second thing, which is your investment philosophy. So we've spoken about day trading um, a little bit. We've spoken about sort of buy and hold. Um, there are other philosophies like value investing and you know stuff like that. Um, whatever philosophy sounds right to you and again you can change your mind as you learn more and stuff like that but that would change what companies are worth investing in in your mind like if you're a day trader and you're looking at charts um a company may be a great investment but for me as someone who's looking for like long-term compounders it's a terrible investment um and so i think knowing what how you want to invest before you start investing is important or at least thinking about that so your goals and your investment philosophy thinking about that up front rather than just sort of spraying and praying and hoping that you make a bit of money is is important okay so in terms of investment goals my short-term goal is familiarizing myself with the market because i think after i've done that i can have a somewhat credible investment philosophy if i was to say uh if i was to try and give you an investment philosophy right now i would be uh talking out of my backside yeah. basically yeah. well a lot of this has been that anyway but yeah i i don't think that uh i could give you an investment philosophy right now. In terms of investment goal, uh, first priority is to yeah get a feel for the market, understand how things work, um, and sort of figure out where to go from there. Um, in the longer term, yeah, I suppose it's um, solidify my long-term financial security. Yeah. Um, and uh, find another uh, financial stream that will lead towards that yeah, um, yeah. rather than just my uh, less than ideal interest rate in the bank. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of is where I'm going for in terms of investment goals. Investment philosophy, get back to me. Yeah, well, well that's, that's a discussion that probably we're not going to have time to talk about on this episode, but maybe we can uh, talk about it offline over a beer at some point. Well, I was just going to say it feels like the perfect cliffhanger to leave the conversation there. I think we've covered a lot of ground and uh, I think there's going to be no doubt that we will have you back on in... A few more months to... Uh, oh, a recurring guest spot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully with a personalised sponsor. Hopefully so with a personalised sponsor. Hopefully if you guys pay for the beers because yet again, <laughs> I have had to self-fund the beers. Actually, no, Flynn paid for the beers this time. Shout out Flynn. Um, but... Uh, I was going to say, Roe's wearing a white shirt and I could see a sponsor's logo right <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be nice to get these guys? <laughs> nice. So nice. Uh, hit us up, contact at equitymates.com <laughs> if you want to be Roe's personal sponsor. But let's leave it there. Um, as I said, covered a lot of ground. Stoked that you're still in the markets and I know that uh, many of the questions that you've asked today will certainly be applicable to a lot of the members in the Get Started Investing community. So... Uh, thank you, Rowie, and uh, very much looking forward to picking up on your investment philosophy and perhaps some of the individual stocks or maybe even just the brokers that you have decided to go with in uh, a few months' time. So no pressure to do any of that if you don't want to, but uh, uh, we'll, get, we'll get you back on. I reckon Rowie's going to be dripping in gold chains. When <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was a savant day trader. <laughs> Got like a Gucci jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. up in that BMW we've been speaking about. My entourage waiting outside. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it there. Uh, Roy, thank you for joining us as always. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Looking forward to maybe the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just a reminder that uh, you're in good company 
launched today uh, another one of Equity Mates Media's uh, podcasts. We're very excited about it. Sophie and Maddie will be uh, the hosts of the show and they're going to be uh, improving the conversation of investing, uh, particularly amongst uh, women. So head over and check that out. It's uh, going to be following their journey of investing um, as well as Comedian V Economist and Meet Pay Love, two other shows in our stable. Yeah. I think, and you know, you hear every podcaster in the world say this, and it, it sounds very cliched, but it actually does make a difference. If you like what Equity Mates are doing, if you hope Rowie comes back on, if you hope we have <laughs> podcasts for Rowie to come back onto, um, it really does help if you rate and review. It gets it in the iTunes charts, it gets more people listening, it grows the Equity Mates community. The more people in the Equity Mates community, the more people in the discussion group, the better the conversation is. That benefits you. Look at that network effect. Jeez. So, um, you know, if nothing else, please do rate and review positively, hopefully, um, all the shows, but especially you're in good company because we want them to launch well. Yep. If you like Rowie, you'll love Sophie and Maddie. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, Ren, well, we'll uh, leave it there. As always, great to chat stocks and great to chat with Rowie and uh, looking forward to picking it up at some point uh, in the next few months. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.